This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Keeping Carlson Short Shift, and we are getting down to the very wire of the season. The wire of the season? I don't know. I very clearly need my co-host to hop on here with me. So my name is Ben Burnett. Joining me as always, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, my friend, are you ready to get down to the wire of the season with me? I am all over the wire of the season. Listen, I have been coaching Little League and soccer games, and I'm like losing my mind here too so i think we're we're in a similar space um although i will say you won't say it yourself because you're too humble but uh, you are having one hell of a night in the cupful up against elon so i just hope that it means that on sunday night we'll get to listen to elon podcast while also being on full tilt about an extremely close match because that is always very exciting I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm terrified of saying the wrong thing, and then, uh, you know, being. I don't want to get plastered up on freezing cold takes tomorrow. You know what I mean? Talking about my sure. with Elon. The, that's the what risk. I mean, what, in, uh, you know, talking about such a high-profile fantasy hockey matchup. <laughs> would it make you feel any better to know that nothing we say or do has any impact on what these players do? It. Uh, I am aware, and I do uh, take solace in that. Yes, thank you for thank you for that. Uh, Let's get into the show, though. Even though it's the end of the season, there is still quite a bit to talk about. So we are going to start in Toronto, where Nick Foligno is a top-line winger on the Northern Division-leading Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I mean, are we interested in Nick Foligno while he's on this top line? It's always a good opportunity. Um, you know, I I think that people will maybe lean on him uh, a little too, or hope for a little more than they're going to be able to get out of him in this position. You know, it's very exciting, certainly, uh, to have him up there with Marner and Matthews. And we've seen them, you know, be very productive today. That line has put together a couple goals. Uh, would it shock you to know that Nick Foligno has not got in on either of them? <laughs> he does have a shot and three hits, so he's doing his usual kind of gritty man thing. But, uh, Eh, you know, I I like him about as much as Joe Thornton up there, which is to say I think he might be worth an ad, but I, I don't think that people should be expecting the world of him. Maybe a couple assists here or there if he gets a sweet setup. But uh yeah, you know, I I love that he, you know, he did his interview in that throwback hat of his dad's, which I thought was really cool, and I love yeah. the story about him being in Toronto. Um I'm not getting overly excited about him uh as as a fantasy asset in Toronto. I'm I mean I'm with you in general. Yes, I don't I'm not getting excited about Nick Felino. I will say that Joe Thornton is like the player where I'm like, no, nah, I'll take Nick Felino above Joe Thornton just because 
Thornton is such a zero fantasy wise uh, if he doesn't get any points. Whereas Nick Foligno um, has been a very valuable banger league player or streamer at least in a lot of leagues. So I uh, I will give him that. I I will. You know, I, but yes, I'm not running into the streets to grab Nick Felino because, like you say, he's not probably going to get in on a lot of goals in Toronto. And also, he's probably not stapled to that top line either. Um, I would like to move over to another uh, top line in a on a contending team, the Colorado Avalanche, where uh, Miko Rantanen, out with COVID still, or on the COVID list, I believe what uh, what has now been said is that there was a positive exposure. So I would expect him back probably, you know, mid next week if we can go off the William Nylander timeline uh, for being a close contact of a previous case. But in the meantime, Andre Burakovsky is top line, top power play. He gets that spot fairly, you know, a few times a season. And he's sometimes he it's sometimes he's perfect and sometimes he's not great in that spot. Tonight, though, a power play goal already. Lewis, what are your thoughts on Andre Burakovsky while he's on that top line in Colorado? I would definitely be interested in Burakovsky over Felino at this point if we're comparing them uh, to one another. Uh, it's nice to have him be up there and not have it be the result of you know, uh, you know, McKinnon being out potentially. I think it's good to have McKinnon up there when you're when you're gonna have that opportunity. I think we've talked about him getting these power play one opportunities sometimes, and it's been like you know a bunch of attrition, uh, you know, like a like a World War One uh, hospital wing up there sometimes. <laughs> but it's nice. So right now he's up there with Landeskog and McKinnon and Comfer, and Comfer obviously is not your your top choice, and you'd rather have Ranton in there instead. But I really like that setup. And, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a position that he's going to be able to hopefully have some success in and, and in the short term, at least until we see Ranton again. And, and that might be, you know, the remainder of the fantasy season, potentially. Uh, I think that is a really nice spot for him. And I like it a little bit more than the uh, I like it a little bit more than the Felino, uh deployment, especially um, because unlike Felino, he's getting that uh, power play time. Yeah, I'm super into Burakovsky. I have to say, if he is available on any waiver wires, I think he's pretty much a must grab just because it's a short rest of the season. Colorado plays uh, throughout the finals. I think they have four games next week. And it's just an exciting time to have like a short term ad like Burakovsky. If he doesn't work out, I think it's I think you're just still happy to have taken that home run swing on a on a player playing with playing all of the minutes with Nathan McKinnon, right? Let's hop next over to Arizona, where I want to talk about the, I think the player we all agreed was the best forward in Arizona this season for most of the year, Connor Garland, now out week to week in Arizona. I have to say that this takes a lot of the fun out of streaming on Arizona because they're now kind of one of those teams where you look at this lineup and you're like, who do I want the guy, like what line am I sort of chasing? What exposure am I chasing? Any of these forwards in Arizona look good to you? I mean, yeah. So your your best even strength line, it looks like, is the Michael Bunting, Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller line mm-hmm. uh, at even strength. I do see that uh, there was a guy called Lane Peterson who was available. I feel like that was mentioned maybe by Elon last Sunday. I thought I heard that Peterson come up because uh, he mentioned the name there. Um, it just kind of looks a little disjointed to me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really into 
that particular deployment, you know, Bunting, I guess, stands out as the player that I suppose I would like to, to, um, stream in. Um, but yeah, not looking super appealing, uh, on in Arizona in general, as you said. Um, yeah, I, I think that that loss of Garland takes away some offensive firepower. He's obviously, uh, wasn't able to maintain that torrid pace from the start of the year, but still was quite a, an offensive driver for them. So yeah, it, it really takes a lot away. It's one of those injuries where the opportunity that it opens up really doesn't make up for the fact that it's taken away a fair bit of offense. Yeah. And I think that there is uh, something to be said for Michael Bunting, you know, being in that traditional uh, streaming deployment that you're looking for, which is on that top line with Schmaltz and Keller. Those are the two best players now. I actually kind of like Michael Bunting. He's been good in limited minutes and he's looked good when I've watched him. One other note I kind of wanted to mention here, and I do this, you know, I kind of I'm taking a bullet here. Because the last time that Jacob Chikrin came up on keeping Carlson, he instantly scored a hat trick. So I am very terrified to mention that Jacob Chikrin is off the top power play unit in Arizona. It's Oliver Ekman Larson playing with Kessel, Dvorak, Peterson, and Keller. There's a second unit of Broussard, Bunting, Schmaltz, Goligoski, and Chikrin uh, playing as the really the second unit, which I don't understand why they would get rid of, uh, why they would not have. Jacob Chikrin stapled to the top unit, but that's what we're living with right now. I just figured it was worth mentioning. Um, I'm terrified now of Jacob Chikrin destroying my cupful dreams because he's been so good all year, and I'm sure that this is all he needs to not notch another hat trick. That unit did have a goal on Wednesday night, uh, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. OEL obviously uh, has been available in a lot of leagues because he has been off that top power play and hasn't been so great i also wanted to say uh michael bunting wise that line really was quite productive uh Mm. in their in their deployment on wednesday uh they had nine shots for and four shots against and the uh shot attempts was even uh more pronounced uh 20 shot attempts for against only six against so that is some uh really tilting the ice in the uh in the coyotes favor uh, with that line out there. So that might be something to keep an eye on if they're able to keep driving offense that way. All right. We have two more stops I want to make here on the injury tour. Kasperi Kapanen back in Pittsburgh, a goal and an assist tonight, but he is playing on line three and power play two in Pittsburgh. I know he was getting power play one minutes before Malkin went out uh, with an injury. Lewis, what do you think about Kasperi Kapanen in that middle six deployment? Do you uh, do you think that he can be productive for fantasy teams down the stretch? I mean, certainly productive in his return to play. I wonder if that's just kind of the big adrenaline rush of being back in the game. Um, you know, uh, his line's doing fine, and and Bluger and Zach Aston Reese have shown that they can uh, be pretty productive, uh, you know, as a decent third line. I don't love it, though. I, I think it's interesting, um, you know, that, that he didn't return to that power play, but I don't think you mess with a good thing that you've got going with Crosby, Rust, McCann, and Gensel uh, working so effectively. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised, I suppose, that he didn't get uh, inserted back into his old deployment. Um, and I am a little worried about him, but I would keep an eye on those lines because I think if he does move up the line a little bit, like that second line right now, Carter and Zucker both, I think, are vulnerable to potentially falling down the lineup a little bit. Uh, so there may be an opportunity, at least at even strength, for Kapanen to move up. I think until that happens, though, I'm not super interested in him. You know, the the Penguins have been crushing lately, but they've also been against... 
uh, New Jersey, who has had the worst goals, uh, save percentage, I should say, uh, in the league over the last uh, two weeks. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, thinking that necessarily they're going to be able to keep up this torrid scoring pace when they're not playing against New Jersey every game. So what I would do is I'd be lineup watching, uh, check out at game day lines and see if Kapanen can move up to that second line at even strength. Cause there's been a pronounced difference in even strength deployment between those two lines. One more injury over in Detroit. It's your boy, Dylan Larkin, Jeff Blazil ruled him out for at least tonight could be longer. You know, Detroit, to their credit, did not miss a step 4-2 over Dallas with two goals from your boy, Jakob Verana Lewis. How are you feeling about, and I should say this is only midway through the third, but how are you feeling about Verana? Uh, you know, I like him in this spot. I like that he and Mantha have both been very good for their teams. But again, you know, I think getting Verana, uh, the younger guy with an opportunity to maybe sign him and then getting those picks still looking pretty good for Detroit. Uh, I, you know, still not great deployment, but, but you have to say with Larkin out, what is good deployment exactly <laughs> in, in Detroit? Are you looking to make sure that you're lined up with, with hot goal scorer Adam Ernie? Uh, so he's been on a line with Michael Rasmussen and Philip Zadina. Uh, he also played a little bit with Philpola um, in Zadina, so you know eh, there's not any deployment in Detroit with Larkin out. That's gonna that's gonna make your eyes pop. In just a second, we'll talk about some weekend streamers. You're listening to Short Shifts. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Lewis, we wanted to take a look as we head into the weekend on what's semifinal week in the Cupful and most of my leagues, in fact, and take a peek at who might be some of the best streamers to look at. There are four teams playing on Friday and Sunday this week. Those are the two off nights that are remaining. So if you have a uh, over full roster, you can't fit one of your guys on Saturday, you could drop them from a player on one of these teams and get two extra games played. So let's talk about these teams. They are Boston, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and New York. Lewis, I'll leave it to you. Where do you want to start? All right. Well, uh, let's start with Buffalo. How about okay. yeah, sure. uh, we'll, we'll start kind of towards the, the bottom of the uh, standings and we'll move our way up. All right. So I picked a couple from Buffalo that I was interested in, and I thought I was going to talk about Casey Middlestat, but I'm going to talk about Dylan Cousins because he has been on a nice little run here. He's had six assists in the last seven games, only 4% rostered in Yahoo, so available across a lot of leagues. And I think uh, Cousin Dave would say that he is a high D-U-E He's due, man. He's had 23 shots over these seven games with nothing to show for it. Uh, so it's nice that he's putting these assists together, but there could be a goal or two in there as well. Uh, so Cousins is a guy that stands out to me as being pretty interesting and widely available. 
Yeah, that's a good one. And and definitely is going to be available in a lot of leagues. I will say, you know, if, if Sam Reinhart happens to be available at 43%, I know that's pretty widely unavailable, but there are a lot of leagues where, where folks maybe could grab Sam Reinhardt. And that's the play. That's the main forward I would want in Buffalo with Jack Eichel out. But yes, in deeper leagues, I'm all over Dylan Cousins. I also, I got to say, kind of into Jeff Skinner once again, you know, two, three and four shots in the last three. He's been playing a little bit more under the new coach. And uh, I don't know. I Call me uh, call me crazy, but I, I just can't give up this this Jeff Skinner thing. Well, there's something to be said about a guy who is enjoying playing hockey again for the first time in a long time. You know, can't get enough of these quotes from Granado about how uh, Jeff Skinner's out there smiling while he plays. That's yes. great. I Hey, and what are we in this for if not for smiles? The one other name that I want to mention, though, and we talked about him the other night. I can't I can't not bring him up. He had a bit of a tough night tonight. His first rough start in a little bit. Dustin Tokarski, 33 for 38, though. I'll give him the Benny of the D, benefit of the doubt, 868 save percentage, because they obviously got shelled by the Bruins. And I, I do think that he's at risk of, he's going to have some games where he has to stand on his head to to get anything done. But just overall, Dustin Tokarski has been pretty solid. I have to give him a shout out. Um, yeah, shout out Dustin Tokarski. I believe in you. Let's go to Boston next, though, Lewis. And I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to start on this one because I think that a lot of people came off Matt Grizzlick when he was most recently injured. And, you know, a goal and an assist tonight, right back on that top power play unit. I don't think that he's going to be Tory Krug with the consistency points wise, but he's obviously shown that he can point, he can get in on some of those top power play unit goals. So I got to give it up for Matt Grizzly. He deserves some respect. 34% owned, probably available in a lot of leagues. Absolutely. And those who kept the faith with him and held on, uh, you know, uh, through the injury and some concern that Mike Riley might hold on to that top power play spot, we're very much rewarded here on Thursday night. Uh, Riley is pretty interesting, too. He's had four assists in five games with Boston. Um you know, with uh, with some time remaining here still. Yeah. Uh, another guy who's kind of interesting and way down at 5%, so very widely available. Another guy who is due for some scoring uh, is Jake DeBrusque. He's only had one point in the last five games, but he's been shooting three shots a game on average there. Uh, and, you know, he just has the opportunity, I think, to really help you if you are in a Cats league with shots as a category or else, uh, you know, where shots are worth a decent amount of points. He had a seven-shot game and a five-point game in those last five. Uh, so if that's a category that you're chasing uh, and, you know, you might get some scoring along with it, it hasn't been happening, but, you know, seems like it certainly could. Uh, Jake DeBrus might be an interesting guy uh, for your shots leagues. I'll take Dylan Cousins over Jake DeBrusque, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I would rather have Cousins. Yeah. Uh, I think the shooting shooting's actually been even a little bit more frequent uh, and certainly has been pointing more often, too. So right around the same percentage owned. Right. And I think just, too, like more opportunity in in Buffalo to get on, like to get in a scoring opportunity. Jake DeBrusque, now that Boston has that second line with Taylor Hall, there's no room for Jake DeBrusque in the top six. and And so that's what... You know, I, I hear you say he's due, but I got to say, I think he's poo. 
<laughs> oh my god i it's a testament to my like current state of mind that i'm laughing at this i'm not this is not a pity laugh that was a legitimate uh uh chortle of glee at your ridiculous poop joke so high five buddy you did it let's go let's, over, uh, let's go talk about my terrible <laughs> rangers who have lost again tonight i gotta be bummed out about that uh but who do you like and who do you like on my my pitiful jurors so we've got a couple guys that kind of have some interesting spots right now, and I'll talk about one, and maybe you might want to jump on the other. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, 26% owned. Uh, he got put out there with uh, Mika and Buchnevich, uh, and also got some time with Power Play too. so he kind of flipped with Kreider. Uh, you know, he's been cold just one point in the last six games, but if you are into uh, even-strength deployment, he's certainly an interesting one and, and a player that shows a lot of promise. But, uh, you know, hasn't really been able to deliver to the extent that they kind of hoped sort of a, a re- relapse of the, the Capo Caco experience from last year. But, you know, obviously bright things down the horizon. Not a ton of real production this year. But, you know, the, the options of low-owned players on the Rangers are a little slimmer than with some of these other teams. So that's what I got. They are a tough team to stream off. And um earlier like honestly i looked at all of these guys before the weekend to try and see anyone i would want to target lafreniere capo caco who's been you know pretty solid this year um for in terms of a middle six you know uh, they're not getting any time on ice really like they're they're all around nine to eleven minutes philippedal in this bunch as well they've been kind of playing as a kid line and uh yeah it's just tough to trust them because you never know if they're going to just play nine minutes and lafreniere as as nice as it is to see him get a little bit of shine on the top unit, just is not shooting. One game, one game with five shots in his last 12, every other game zero or one. So I'm yes, he's a bit of a miracle play, I would say, and way over-owned at 26%. That's gotta be a keeper league glitch there because he should not be owned ahead of Colin Blackwell at 15%, for example. I definitely stream in Blackwell ahead of Lefreniere. Um but the player that I figured I would target here would be Keandre Miller, who did have some pims tonight um, and put up some shots. He's been blocking a little bit. I think I would go for a peripheral player if I'm streaming off the Rangers, just because, like we said earlier, not a ton of value off the forward lines, unless you're able to cash in on some Colin Blackwell, uh, Artemi Panarin magic happening. All right, well, you're talking about grabbing a peripheral player. I got a nice peripheral player for you in Philadelphia, which is our fourth and final Friday-Sunday team. How about Travis Sanheim? Mm. Uh, He's only had one goal and one assist over the last 11 games, but also during that time, the dude has taken 32 shots from a defensive position. Now, seems like those are probably some reasonably low percentage shots since he hasn't uh, only converted once on them Uh, but that's pretty nice for your cats league or if you're in a league that gives you points for shots Uh, he's also had 14 hits and 20 blocks in those 11 games that's some very nice peripheral production for you with the possibility that uh one of those shots might trickle across the goal line or or maybe someone will bury a rebound so uh, i like sandheim in philadelphia as a nice streamer option here these last couple days yeah i think that's a great one Um, I'm going to go forward in Philadelphia because I want to talk about Kevin Hayes. Now, here's a player who I would call due, still getting top six minutes, top power play billing, or really in Philadelphia, they kind of just roll the two units relatively interchangeably. And they also 
the players are relatively interchangeable on both units as well. There's no real established thing. Vino just sort of is like, I guess it seems very random to me, and I'm I'm inclined to dislike Vino, so I'm going to say he just randomly throws a dart at some players and puts him out there. Finally put up a couple of assists in the last three games, but otherwise have been pointless for several. Still shooting, still getting decent minutes. I like Kevin Hayes uh, if you're looking for points this weekend. All right, and one more really low one player plug, but I want to talk about him because Elon picked him up and he was kind of feeling bullish on him. Wade Allison uh, is playing with Hayes and Farabee. He's also getting power play one deployment. Uh, he's got one power play goal, 10 shots, 10 hits in three games so far. So an extremely deep cut there for you to potentially take a look at as a guy who uh, is getting a shot with top six minutes and top power play minutes. Would you take him over Cousins? No, give me Cousins first, I think. Would you take him over, who did you say in Boston again? DeBrusque. DeBrusque. Yeah, I, would, I think I would take Allison over DeBrusque. I would play matchups, and you know what? I can't help but notice that Sunday night game against Jersey coming up. Uh, we saw New York light up the Devils last week, and now we're seeing Pittsburgh do the same 12 goals in the last two games. Um I can't help but think that Pittsburgh, or sorry, that uh, that New Jersey is a league winner if you have a bunch of Penguins this week, or if you have some Philadelphia Flyers going up against Jersey on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes for a very appealing matchup. Those guys can't stop a beach ball right now, so get after them. All right, well, Lewis, that's all the time that we have for tonight. I think we have... We have at least one more show planned. I'm not sure what we're going to do to finish out the short shift season, but I look forward to seeing you next week, my friend. And uh, so for myself, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, Why don't you sign us out of here? All right. Well, I will avoid any further jinxing by talking about Ben's matches, but we'll see how things have wrapped up when we get in there next week thank you as always for joining us best of luck uh, winning this round of your playoffs if you are still in there uh, please be sure to give us a follow on twitter at short shifts kk you've got brian and elon at keeping carlson dave Betton of the stream scheme at nhl stream scheme uh, visit the sites where we research our episodes at yahoo frozen tools natural statric and cupful.com our intro and outro music was created by pat roach and until we see you next time play smart and keep your shifts short 